Hello to you good people and welcome to another episode of Nothing But Football, a show where we talk about football most of the time, but majority of the time it's also us just arguing as friends. Uh, and Chris giving you beauty tips. Yes, and Chris giving us his uh, unorthodox beauty t- uh, tips. I've got one for you today. But yes, uh, let me introduce my good friends here. I'll start from the far side over there. It's my boy, Uncle Curtis. What's going Introduce on? Introduce yourself. Let us know. How was your week, man? My weekend was good, dog. I'm yeah. great. I found a new beauty trick after steaming my face as well. Jets, <laughs> if you have a patchy beard, get yourself some mascara. It has two folds. It fills up the beard nicely. Look at this luscious beard. Thanks to the Rona <laughs> and the mascara. And then another tip, if you're a cheating guy, when they find makeup in your car, it's your mascara. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting life lesson there, Uncle Curtis. And to my boy here, I've got Lugosa next to me. How are you? Away, 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 away. No beauty tips from me. It's unnatural. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, Congolese niggas. <laughs> so, as usual, in this uh, very exciting season, we've had an interesting week. Um, some ups and downs, some surprises. But nonetheless, let's just get straight into it. Uh, Let's look at our results from the last time we recorded. Uh, There was games on Wednesday, the 17th of February. It was Champions League, man. Huh? It was Champions League week, so Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. No, I think let's just start first with the Premier League, and then we'll we'll do a review of Champions League. I'll give them. I'll give it its own little section. Since we're not involved, let's act, <laughs> let's not act like we 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 were watching it. What did you, you know? do on Thursday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if we start on Wednesday, it was a game. The first game I look at was a game between Everton and Manchester City. Manchester City played away. They played at uh, Goodison Park, and they collected three points. Three-one uh, was the score. Um, gents, how did you find that game? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll take it there. I think uh, it's it's two sides of the coins for City, right? Because obviously you're half watching it because they're in form and that. You're also half half watching it, kind of thinking, will anyone um, will anyone stop them? But I think a- again, City, mm. um, good performance, uh, good performance, good defending. Even look, they conceded a goal, obviously, but they they still they're still defending quite well and still quite strong. Full Foden again, decent performance. Yeah, I, I, it was it was quite strong. I think give them the title now. Really, that's a strong statement from a person who's involved in the one of the teams that are title chasing. Yeah. <laughs> so ah, we'll get we'll get into that, uh, into more detail about uh, how you feel about the title chase. Yeah. But yeah, Uncle Curtis, uh, how did you feel about that game? We need to start match fixing games against Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to do. Screw Pep and his dominating football. Text the ref. <laughs> I'm gonna start texting the refs over here. Uh, if there's any billionaires out there who want me to match fix to them, I'll do it on the low low. <laughs> right. I'm tired of Pep, great manager, but yeah, I'm tired of him just dominating everything. Mm. I don't know what's going on with the rest of the league. So yeah, it is what it is. But then, considering that Pep, as much as he is a great manager, <laughs> when he's got a left back, is failing, he can go and buy another one for fifty million yeah, and get fair. a backup for forty five million. Mm. <laughs> It's kind of unfair in football, but it's football. He's, he's dealing with the cars that he's got. Mm, I think uh, 
let me add my opinion to that. Looking at that, uh, that game, it shows that this guy has a, a squad. Mm. He has a squad that he can interchange at any moment and replace someone who's essentially at this point of the season who's might be a little bit fatigued and also might not be focusing at this point of view. Because mm. I look at it now, he slotted Gerard Cancelo onto left back and obviously brilliant player. Yeah. You wouldn't even think that he's right-footed. He he played so well. Emmerich Laporte came back into the side. Um, you know, great uh, great defender last season. Actually, for, for, for the past oh, couple wow, of seasons. Yeah. So he came on for jo- uh, John Stones, who was the, the, the star boy at the moment. So you look at that and you think to yourself, yo, like the City squad, how, how are people going to stop them? Mm. Mm. Everton mm. Were, were unfortunate. I think Calvert-Lewin, the uh, goal scorer, uh, was out injured. But uh, Richarlison came and he's filled in. Well, yeah, he kind of filled in by scoring one goal for Everton. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was a brilliant performance from City. You can't really fault Everton. You really can't fault Everton. Mm. Mm. Any final thoughts about uh, City, guys? Give them the title. You just want to give them the title. As long as they don't win the Champions League, Pep will be considered a failure over there. So I don't mind. Give them the title. Yeah. Um, we look at the other fixtures before the weekend ones. Uh, it was Burnley, Fulham, 1-1. We don't care. Uh Leeds were shocked by, not shocked necessarily, but Wolves uh, took uh, three points from them, 1-0 in that game. And then let's just get straight into the Saturday fixtures. Um, the highlight of that uh, that uh, game day was actually uh, the Liverpool versus Everton game. Liverpool played at Anfield, had a long unbeaten run. Mm. Yeah. It ended in spectacular fashion. Ended in spectacular fashion, <laughs> as you'd say. I was giving you your cue. That's why I was looking at you like that. Yes. Uh, Chris so called Ev- it again. <laughs> so Everton uh, took that 2 0 uh, with goals from, I think it was a Sigurdsson penalty and, and a, a Richarlison, Richarlison goal. Um, let me start with you, Uncle Curtis. How did you find that game? Um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Liverpool at Anfield in the Premier League. <sighs> After they beat Leipzig during the week in the Champions League, I generally thought they would have fixed something over there and they would have got things right. Mm. Uh, I saw there was a controversial penalty they were saying uh, because they were saying the player couldn't have done nothing. Uh, I think it was Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes. And I think we need to move away from that type of thinking as, away as well. Uh, especially when it comes to players busy sliding all over the pitch. Mm. And then uh, because he slid, yes, he got the ball. But then afterwards, at the same time, uh, he tripped uh, Alexander Arnold with his head. Yeah. And you say, no, but what could he do? He could have had control over his body. Yes. You know, like I understand that Sharp, he got the ball, but this thing of always saying, get the ball first. It's not the end or be all in football. Mm. I can get the ball, but have my body in such a fashion where I don't have control over what I'm doing. Mm. That's how players get bad injuries. Yes. Uh, that shouldn't happen. And on top of that, we have a bunch of people taking a screenshot of the wrong part of the foul. Yes. Because they're complaining about uh, the penalty being awarded because he tripped over his head. Mm. But there was a second part to that foul where Trent lifted his leg and tripped over yeah. uh, what you call this thing. Dominic Patrick Calvert-Lewin. Again, yeah. 
So now, don't take one part of the file and say, no, it's not a file because of this thing. But then, less than two seconds later, Trent is out here lifting his leg with no ball in sight, trying to stop a man. So what do you expect? Mm. Because yes, he got the ball, but he wasn't in control of the ball. And Dominic Patrick covered Lewin was still going to run through, right? And he could have got the ball, but he was stopped. So now what must happen? So stop, people must stop complaining and saying, no, he got the ball first. Football is not always about getting the ball. Be in control of your body. That's the way I view things. Liverpool deserved to lose that game. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. And if all these Liverpool fans complain about all these injuries that they've been gained, boo-hoo-hoo. Go cry on, my nigga. I don't care. Boo-hoo. It kills me how you always add Patrick into Calvin Lewin's name. <laughs> Every single time. But I understand he does have quite a mouthful of a name. Uh, Lucas, let me ask you what you thought of that game. Uh, but specifically from a point of view where we look at Liverpool and we kind of analyze this game where this is, a, uh, I think, a, a couple of home defeats now in a row. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Four home defeats in a row. And this is normally their bread. This is where they get their bread. I think. I, don't, I can't remember. The, yes, it's been yeah. 15 years since they 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 beat Everton. Well, they lost to Everton at home. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, this is, a, I wouldn't say a crisis to Liverpool, but just take me through what you yeah. you read from that. Yeah, it, look, Ever, Everton has been their bread and butter. Like, they, they normally um, sweep the floor with Everton, so it's it's good for Everton to get one uh, over their rivals. Mm. Uh, from, a, from a Liverpool perspective, I think... Obviously, their 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 pro their problem is defense in that, but it's it's a it's I, I think this game shows you it's a little bit more than the defense, right? Mm. Because um, we also I, I actually don't know if, if if we've spoken about this, but you also lose something by taking Henderson and uh, Tiago not Tiago um, Fabinho out of the central midfield. Mm. And plus, this season with all the games back to back, I've I've heard other managers talking about where they've got an extra day so they could actually get some training in. Mm. You know what I mean? And Liverpool's game is all about pressing the opposition, all about hey, guess what? Now you have to play within your own team. You don't just have the time just to just to teach your team how to run mm. and close down uh, close down a, a opposition players. So I think it was a. It's a tough time for Liverpool. It's definitely a tough time for Liverpool. I mean, this run has seen them drop out of the top four and, mm. and, and, and that's so, so it's not as, it's, it's, the, the runner form is a bit worse than we, than we maybe thought. You know what I mean? I, I, I thought it would destabilize them for a while and they'll come back. Mm. Um, but I'm surprised. I, it's still attacking side. I still think Mane's output is the one which is, which is not the one this season. So you mean his goal conversion is the problem, essentially? No, not not necessarily. Usually, usually Mane is the runner of the three. Mm. You know what I mean? He gets the ball from deep and runs, mm. and he's the ball carrier. Yeah, I don't see a lot of that from him this season. Don't you think it's due to him being tied? Uh, Klopp's tactics have run its course. Could be. Could, Could be. be. I think Could that's be. why those were getting injuries. Yeah, because it's four years of intense pressing, mm. um, intense running up and down. It takes a toll on the body. It was an article I was reading over the weekend uh, about somebody who actually called Liverpool not winning the Premier League title this season uh, on those very same reasons that for two, three seasons, they were playing high-pressing intensity mm-hmm. football, right? Yeah. And now 
right? Uh, this season, just based on the science and the numbers, yeah. right? They will not, what you call this thing, be able to keep it up anymore. Mm. And when you look at it, because we've been talking about it was some German doctor. I forgot the article. I'm going to share it with yeah. it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to share it with it. Ne? Yeah. But it was like some German doctor. Right? Uh, with like caffeine. Like they were, you're comparing it to Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Uh, where Jamie Vardy yeah. uh, cannot do... Because he takes a lot of caffeine, the benefits of caffeine, and then you have that up and down, up and down, up and down. But then what it does to your cardiovascular system is just so immense that you can't do it for two, three, four seasons without having any after effects. Mm. And maybe Liverpool do need to freshen it up. Maybe Liverpool do change, need to change the front four mm. because of the way they play. They're deteriorating their players. Liverpool have this many injuries because of the type of football they play. Mm. They can't put it down to, yes, we have injuries. Why are you getting those injuries? Uh, Van Dyke was an unfortunate injury. Right? With the Everton keeper Pickford. Right? The other injuries are from the style of play that they play. Mm. Did they get any other bad tackles? Have there been any broken foots? Uh, you can't say that. It's generally muscle injuries, which lets me know that Klopp's style of football, it's into the fourth season now. They can't keep up. Their bodies are saying, nah, 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 buddy. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. No, I actually, I, I agree with you. But I also think we need to take into account that... Liverpool right now are in an identity, I wouldn't say an identity crisis, but they're very fortunate mm. that they're still in Champions League and they're still, well, I think before the, the, the last 16 started, they were essentially gunning for both. Yeah. They were gunning for Premier League and for, um, what's his name? Champions League. For, for Champions League. Um, that's where the problem for me started. Even, like considering the fact that they have so many injuries, this was always going to be a problem period that uh, you're going to need to essentially uh, ration your sides out. You yeah. put uh, half a decent side in this competition, half a decent side in this competition. I'm not <laughs> saying that's what happened with Liverpool in this Everton game, yeah. but I feel as though uh, they, they, they're struggling as I'd actually say in the midfield, most mostly, they're struggling in the midfield. Thiago's not as effective as we thought. Mm. Um, I think in that midfield three, it was Thiago, Curtis Jones, and Wijnaldum. Mm. Um, none of them known for defending. None of them known for, you know, the guy who takes the pressure away from the other players, mm. who who essentially start the play off. Thiago, yes, but they're now pushing him. Uh, as a creative role. So it's 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 a tough period for them. But yeah. I'd like to add two points to that as well. Last season, Liverpool's youth team players in the Carling Cup, they were saying they were also brilliant, all the media pundits and so forth. I have one question. Where are all those youth team players that they were speaking about last season? But where are the rest? Where are the rest? Because they said... Phillips, whatever Phillips. But when they were talking, they were saying this youth team is, is brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Where are the rest? So none of them are playing, right? Which means your youth team wasn't up to scratch. You were just in a rich vein of form. Mm. And when you, sure, you could put in me into a, a squad when they're in a rich vein of form and I'll put in a goal or two just because the team is confident all around, mm. right? When you feared like that. Another thing is when you look at Liverpool in the Premier League and the Champions League, maybe they're doing better in the Champions League because the 
football they have to play in the Champions League does not have to be as intense yeah. as in the Premier League because the quality of the players is there. Mm. But the way they play in the Premier League, where the Premier League is up and down, they can't keep up with it. And maybe they do need to adjust their football that the way they play in the Champions League almost comes into the Premier League as well where you don't have to press all the time, where you don't have to do this. Because in the Champions League, it's a bit slower. Mm. Uh, you're playing against a team like RB Leipzig. I don't think Leipzig presses as hard as uh, Liverpool when they play in the Premier League. You're going to come against a Madrid. They won't press as hard. Mm. It's more tactical. You're going to come against a Bayern Munich. Cool. Bayern Munich will play you off the park because I don't know what drugs they're pumping into their players over there. Mm. But then, you know, in Champions League, competition varies. Luck of the draw, you'll see how it goes. But in the Premier League, that high-intensity pressing with those hard tackles of Premier League players could be causing those injuries. So you have to change your style of football to adopt to the Premier League now because your players are burning out. Those are the two things. But wouldn't one argue that it's a bit too late to change your tactics essentially halfway through the season? I understand that yeah, changing yes, changing your tactics would essentially save your players. But it could also it, it cost saves, you... It saves your, your players' futures as well. Yeah. Uh, it's not about this season. You can write the season off in the Premier League. Mm. Concentrate about next season because... What's going to happen next season when you get all your players back? You think the burnout will stop just because you got Van Dijk back? They still yeah. locked 7-2 to, Ever- to Aston Villa. Yeah. Look, I, d- I don't think it's a burnout. I think it's I, a burnout. I, I think it's purely injuries. This happened to City last oh. season. City also struggled. Uh, you Not lose your main players. Not the difference with City is that City has a squad. Yeah. Liverpool but even when, doesn't. But yeah. even when City struggled, it wasn't this bad. Mm. They didn't lose four games in a row. Mm. They were drawing games. Yeah. Uh, why do they have so many injuries? The style of football they play. As I said, Van Dyke is the one bad injury. Every other player is a muscle injury. Mm-hmm. Why is Gomez out? Muscle injury. Why was Trent out? Muscle injury. Why was Robertson out at this stage? Muscle injury. Mm. Muscle injuries are you overworking your body. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Interesting uh, future we have in terms of Liverpool to see what's going to happen. But let's move on to the other fixture on Saturday that caught the eye. It was Southampton versus Chelsea at St. Mary's. Um, Southampton drew with Chelsea there, uh, 1-1. Um, goal from Minamino, uh, another Liverpool player, which I feel got an unfair opportunity at uh, Liverpool. And uh, Mason Mount penalty. Um if I can ask you, uh, Mr. Lucas, hmm. or Lukusa, what, what <laughs> Lukusa, we, we said we'll get we'll get me a nickname. Yes, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to think of it on my feet as we talk, but there's nothing that can that comes to me. But yeah, if you look at that game, uh, I would actually I was actually going to ask you who do you think the big winners were, but I think we know the big winners were Southampton. What did you think of that game? Uh, of of that of that game, mm. tight game, tight game. Like right, the the big winners are Southampton, obviously because they they get points on the board again. Mm. You know, what I mean, they've they've been dropping points again lately. Um, for Chelsea, for Chelsea, um, not the best performance, mm. but still a stable performance. So so I think the the coach would would um would would still be pleased. That's the game where he brought um, Kellen Hudson Odoi in at halftime, and then still took him off later. And he was very frank about it in the in the pre- in the in the press conference. He said he took Hudson Odoi out because he wasn't giving that intensity defensively. Mm. 
he wasn't closing down. He wasn't, he, he, so he, he wasn't bringing it. And remember, this is a coach. That's probably his sixth game or something. Mm. He's still putting his identity down in the team. He's still following sort of Antonio Conte's blueprint. Yeah. Because there's a lot of Antonio Conte players there mm. uh, from that type of winning team. But uh, still stable, still stable. I, I don't know. I think they've got some tough fixtures coming up now. So this game, decent, but I will je- really form an opinion after their next round of games. Because mm. I think they have, yeah, they have they, City and United coming up. The next uh, round of fixtures are going to be quite tough. Um, Uncle Curtis, uh, I pose the same question to you. What would you, what do you think of that uh, that game? Okay, performance. You can't win every game. One-one. Mm. Uh, you didn't drop all three points. Mm. Uh, but then, when it comes to Hudson Odoi being coming on and being subbed off, that's how you lose dressing rooms. Yep. Uh, Tucho better watch himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how you lose dressing rooms when you bring on players at halftime, taking them off at the seventy-sixth minute. People will start looking at you like, "Are you mad?" Mm-hmm. Like. You thought I could affect the game. I didn't affect the game the way you wanted it to. Because I also still come from the style of football where it's like not everybody has to be a high-intensity pressing player. Yes. Some players are not designed. Imagine if Berbatov was out there busy pressing opposition defenders. Yeah. He loses his cool. He loses that, you know, Mm. slickness about him. Mm. So get players like Kante in the team who can run up and down the pitch and will do it gladly. But do not ask a player who's not accustomed to it to do that to it. Mm. Otherwise, would have 22 James Milners on the pitch and would never watch football ever again from England, right? Because everybody pressing is boring, if we're being quite honest. It's when you look at two teams like that do high pressing, nothing exciting happens. The big teams, all because they're trying to all play the same way, it all ends up being no-no draws. There's no brave manager out there to say, no, my players are better than yours. You can do your high pressing. We'll get past them. Mm. I'm waiting for that next wave of football to come back again. Because it reminds me of like Cazola. Remember when when players tried to press Cazola, right? That man, you couldn't get the ball off. Mm. And then as soon as he broke that attack, you were in trouble, Mm. right? I don't like high high where everybody has to press. I do agree that you have to put in a shift. You mustn't be like Messi at Barcelona where you just walk up and down the pitch. Mm. Cool. But you don't always have to be, uh, rush the ball. I have to stop this guy. Sometimes, you know, conserve your energy because you are better going forward. You're not that great defensively. Mm. You can't be an all-rounder. I understand you. Uh, Yeah? No, you make it. Look, look, I, I disagree to that point because at the end of the day, you know, before the 90 minutes, you're setting up your team saying, how are we going to win this game? Defensively, you're saying, cool, that's the opposition's strengths. That's where we need to, that's where we need to close, close them down in that. Mm. Um, Kellen Hudson Adoy playing wing back in, in a system where you're playing wing backs, wing backs are vital. If you're not giving me what you, what you need to give me in that position, I'm more than happy with him, with that player being brought off because mm. that's how you win. I have a okay. point. You know what I mean? So if you're waiting for somebody to show his sharp, then prepared, be prepared to lose points. I have a, a, a counter-argument cool. counter to that point mm. because I think we're neglecting the fact that there's a player on there in Marcus Alonso who mm. traditionally is not a very good defender. Mm. 
And guess where uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi slotted in? He slotted in on the left side. Wing back, though, yeah. No, not on wing back. Mm. Essentially, uh, Alonso's the wing back because yeah. Chelsea are playing with three at the back. So now uh, Hudson-Odoi is essentially going to be p- playing that role where he swaps with uh, Alonso when Alonso attacks. Mm. But you must also understand that Alonso does not uh, defend very well. So now mm. you're putting in uh, a Hudson-Odoi yeah. With a player who doesn't traditionally uh, defend well. I understand yeah. to a point of view where you're saying that uh, maybe he was overwhelmed. But I think the blame was put solely on one player. Mm. And then the other was uh, they essentially left him because he's been scoring. So for me, Tuchel substituting uh, Alonso, not Alonso, substituting Odoi was a little bit unfair. Uh I understand what he's trying to do. Mm. He he could have essentially because uh, I think in that game he brought on Jorginho and Ziyech mm. after that. Yeah, after that uh, scenario. Yeah. So I'm saying that he could have possibly brought on a defensive player before that, yeah. and then bring on an attacking mm. maybe a Hudson Odoi in the last ten minutes. Okay, I mean yeah, you on that. But like what Lucas was saying, he was playing wing back. I still blame the manager for that. Why are you playing Hudson Odoi in a wing back? Because he can play it. But he's not very I, good. I wouldn't blame the manager for playing a pos- no, but he, position. He, he can't play how it. Did, how did Aspiliqueta end up being a centre? Because you <laughs> tried him in a position, then he succeeded. Mm. When is Hudson Odoi playing wing back? Eh? When is Hudson Odoi? Under, under Tuchel. And even in this game, he replaced Tammy Abram. He didn't even come on in full back and wing back in this game. He came in the front three. Yeah. Look, he plays a lot of positions. He's a young player. But sorry, don't bend to a young player. He also needs to learn how systems work. You but I understand. Uh, I get what you're saying, but like you, but it's not his strength. Just, just be reliant on what you do on the ball. You also have to close down your opposition, and and that his his quality, his quality, and players are quality on the ball too. But you also have to stop your opposition. You're mm. trying to win the game, not give. You put putting too much minutes. emphasis on stopping the opposition. You can stop the opposition by just the being is, the better team. Hey? You can stop the opposition by just being the better team. I disagree. Because mm. I understand where you're coming from by saying that you need maximum input from everyone. Mm. But it seems as though, I also understand what uh, Uncle Curtis is saying. It seems as though now you're, you're essentially like scapegoating players in games. No, no, Where he's no. kind of, you know, to, to bring, to take off a player after, like, you know, after 15 minutes as a substitute mm. is quite embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, that is. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he could have maybe, you know, I don't know. Call him to the side, send a message through to him as in like, dude, you need to perform. But also, I don't know, maybe he mm. did. And then Hudson didn't do anything. Jose Mourinho did that to Joe Cole at Chelsea. Mm. Broke him, yes, exactly. but he came back stronger. No, I get it. Mm. But yeah, let's hope for their sake and for but Hudson Adoy's... Where's Mourinho now with his team? Though? Hey? Where's Mourinho now with his tactics? <laughs> I'm sure we're getting... Yo, you know, where's he with his tactics? He's comfortable with his two Champions League wins and wins in every country. You're going to tell me about <laughs> in the 1988 over here? Yes. Then he's what has he done at Tottenham? Yeah. Ancelotti's also now coasting after his... Yeah, but Ancelotti's at Everton, not saying I'm going to... Not the thing, the key word. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to Mourinho. Because Mourinho yes. got the Spurs squad and said, this is a brilliant squad. Now he's saying they're all useless. Yes. Scapegoating players. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of uh, useless players and scapegoating players, uh, we move on to the Sunday fixtures. And West Ham went against Spurs at the London Stadium. And Spurs lost that game to West Ham. 2-1. 
I think it was a goal from uh, Jay Lings. Jay Lings over there. <laughs> and an early goal from Mikel Antonio. Uh, the Spurs goal was from Lucas Mora. Um, bit of ups and downs in that game, but I'll start with uh, the man who has a lot to say about Tottenham, Uncle Curtis. Please, tell me your thoughts about that. Mourinho's finished, guys. You can't come really? to a club, he's finished. Really? He, he said he changed when he joined Tottenham. I don't think, I don't see anything that's changed. Mm. He still plays hella defensive football, mm. right? Uh, he's not adapting to the way football is going, mm. the way I'm going. You have Kane, you have Son, top of the chart scoring and everything. When you join Tottenham, we say this is a brilliant squad. You can see that you them taking to the next level. He's taking them back. Uh, they're losing games they shouldn't be losing. Uh, players are complaining that they're not def- they're defending too much. I don't like Delhi Ali, but he was a player who was scoring under Pochettino. What happened mm. to Delhi Ali? What happened to every other player in the squad that was doing well under Pochettino? I don't like Pochettino either, but they were doing well, mm. right? Now you take again. It comes back to my point of you go into a squad, you try and take players and make them do things they're not accustomed to, mm. right? I, like I don't care what you do in this world. No manager could have coached Ronaldinho how to defend. Mm. It's not in his blood. Exactly. You know, now you want to say, oh, no, defend. Instead of being on the ball and just dribbling people because that's what he does, right? Now he has to go defend because he's worried about who would have been on the wing. He's worried about Ashley Cole attacking him. No, he should be making Ashley Cole worry about staying at the back, mm. if you get what I'm saying in that time or area. Yeah. Which is why I say, you look at the squad you have, you look at the players you have, and you make the best with what the players you have. Mm. Not everybody is going to be a high-intensity press type mm. of player because when everybody follows those tactics, everybody does the same thing, we get the most boring football because it's safe. Yeah, It's very safe. It is. Sometimes you just need a team to manage in a different way. And yeah, that's what I can say. I'll talk about it in another game that we're going to discuss later on, but that's what I saw in that other game. But... Mourinho, what he's done to Spurs, he's regressed them. They were top of the league in December. They were happy. It's December. Just like Man United were top of the league in, in Jan. It's Jan. It means nothing. Mm. All right? <laughs> Liverpool, City are running away with it now. But you got to look at what you have. Like, not everybody's pressing. Not everybody can play multiple positions. Sometimes just, hey, my players are better than yours. Let's see if you can stop me. And that's where I look at it from. Interesting so, viewpoint. So, so if I, if I can if I can just say in the, because you've made an example in the positive, right? Mm. Ronaldinho, no one can fight that. But then there's also uh, examples in the negative. Remember when um, Ro- uh, Roberto Martinez coached Wigan? Mm. They won the FA Cup, got relegated, and they played fantastic football. Would you be happy with that? No, but there's I'm a saying, balance. No, but there's, there's a balance. balance. But I'm saying, I'm saying, look at the players it, that it you have. It can't just be I'm better than my players. Are, then when you lose the game, what do you say? No, but then I lost the game because the other team was better on the Sharp. day. And then when you've lost seven out of ten, or yeah, but Lucas, run, but Lucas, like, what do you do? Lucas, like, Lucas, look what I'm you saying. You are a manager. You, are, but you we are see where we're going. Yeah. Something. You, you, you see where you're going. You're diverting. Listen <laughs> to what I'm saying. Sure. You just took an offering. You took Wigan. Mm. I'm saying I'm the better player. No, 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 no. Mm. I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna stop you as well. Yeah, yeah. Because now we just took Malibongo off ramp. <laughs> Get back on the N one. We're sure, talking about sure, Tottenham. Sure. Talk about Tottenham. Lucas, sure. Let's talk about Tottenham. What happened? 
Cool. I, I think I think they came up against a, a West Ham team in very good form. So I so I first want to say West Ham did uh, very well. My boy mm. uh, Jay Links, uh, mm. Ballon d'Or. <laughs> um, but but from a from a Spurs side, I think they are. I think to to like what what Chris says, they sort of they are. It's sort of kind of now their own making of the of the problems now. Which is weird because for me, he's picking more attacking teams in a sense, in that it was usually Hoiberg Sissoko, defensive mm. midfielders. Now it's Hoiberg by himself, even in the City game when they lost to City, or Hoiberg by himself in the center. But, but it's that, it's that kind of thing you're not used to now attacking football. Your, your players don't know what to do. And Harry Kane has to be there to hold the ball, turn and then give a pass because no one else is believes mm. they can carry the ball or is allowed to carry the ball. So so that's that's definitely there. But just 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 also now Pochettino and and this Spurs, one was more entertaining. This one is boring. But at the same there's still no trophies. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's mm. it's a catch twenty two. It's like what do you want? To, how do you get there? You know what I mean? But they were making top four back then. Okay. They were mm. making top four back then. They might win the League Cup then in the final. Against City yes. In the final. There's a chance. Nonetheless. Uh, Let me have my two cents in this. Uh, I think I've expressed this to you guys before, that I feel as though West Ham is a team that is doing exceptionally well this season. Right. They actually... signing Kufal. Yes. Kufal. Like, you look at that sign. Kufal. Sushek. Like, they have brilliant players in the... In the squad, mm-hmm. they have uh, Beraha, Be, what Ben Rami, yeah. Ben Rami, who's coming into this side. Like you look at this team and you think to yourself, okay, this is this is a great, uh, mm. you know, they have Jay a great Ling's squad. Yeah, Jay Ling's <laughs> has come in. Act, it's like he's been there the whole season. Um, so to me, if you look at a a team like Tottenham, who's been on a band run of form. Who've uh, just gotten Harry Kane back? Uh, pieces are starting to fit in when uh, you know they they had great form. You think to yourself, going out, going against West Ham, who are top four team, that yeah, this is. With, this so is you don't think they're overperforming? Eh? You don't think they're overperforming this season? Uh, I think they've done it solidly for a while now that we can't sit back and ignore them. Ignore the form. I understand that there's other teams doing badly. It's not that they they are doing well, like extremely well. It's that teams around them are doing badly, mm. but they're constantly uh, collecting the Ws. Oh, okay. If you watch them carefully, because um, I'm also looking. Uh, Serge Regulon just came back into the side. Jafet Tanganga, just who hasn't actually started a game this season, started. So I don't know what Sanchez has not been a first pick. Yes, usually been Dyer and Aldivero. Exactly. Yeah. You you that's, look at those that's things. Three changes in the back. Dele Ali, who's been blackballed by Mourinho. Mourinho finally had to swallow his yeah. pride and put him back in the side. Mm. He featured on the bench, mm. but the surprise for me was actually Gareth Bale because he was the one who provided the assist for the first goal, and he was actually that's where the attacking threat came from. Yeah. I watched that game. Yeah. It seems as though you know he's he's. He strapped up the bootlaces and decided, hey, I need to play. I need to earn my way into the side. But yeah, if you look at it, um, on paper, this shouldn't be a surprise. But we thought North London, uh, not a North Lon- a London derby. We thought that Tottenham would take this. But anyways, good result for, for West Ham. Let's not take a... I think they're going to start losing soon. 
Mm-hmm. It depends. I, 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 I think, I think for them, it's perfect. They've got no other commitments. No, no, no. I hear you. I'm saying this because the boys are getting too cocky and starting to talk to the media saying that top four might be a possibility. When Declan Rice says that we're good enough to make the Champions League, that's when you start losing because God is going to be like, you, you spoke too soon. Oh. <laughs> so you just you you just have something against Declan Rice. I don't have something against Declan Rice. I have something against average players who talk too much too soon. But he is right though. They 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 are in contention. Keep quiet, man. You keep quiet up until you you secure that top fourteen. But how are you supposed to keep quiet if the guys ask you questions? The no media comment. guys. Hey? No comment. <laughs> nah. We're just a, taking it game by game. He's a new captain. He's a new uh you just a new say young we take, captain. We're taking it game by game. He's happy, bro. He's Let happy. them be hey, happy. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one Let of those. Bro. <laughs> well we can't we can't be letting we can't be letting threes out here be happy that they're dating the eight because the eight was triple dizzy for for, for five minutes. We <laughs> no. can't let that happen. We can't. I refuse to let that happen. Man, and I'm talking to all these guys, man. Like, hey, you you had your five minutes of thing. Be happy you're in that position. St- keep keep humble Not until fair. you get out that position. I understand you. I understand you. But in the same breath, he's young. He's captaining a side that shouldn't have been in the top four. Mm. Let him he, have his moment. Because you know what he said? He's, his comments were, I think this club deserves Champions League football. West Ham don't deserve Champions League football. Oh, okay. Deserve is different. West Ham, what has West Ham done in the Premier League history to deserve Champions League football? Because they have a couple of fans that sing in the stadium. They have a movie about them, bro. Yeah. Respect them. The Grim Street Hooligans. Yes, Bubbles. They've in. given you many Premier League greats. Like who? You want to tell me about... Lampard, Cole, Rio Ferdinand, uh, wait, 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 Michael wait. Carrick, okay, Jermaine cool. Defoe. Where did they all make their names? And other clubs. Yes, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They've given... <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me you're going to tell me Madrid gave what uh, do they call them the academy of football you're going to tell me that Madrid gave A to Barcelona gave uh, Barcelona A to he's, he's a La Liga great no he was great at Barcelona not at Madrid mm. yeah he wasn't but can they not claim producing him no they can't when you come through the youth system you can't say you learn football there nah huh? No, you can say you learn football there, but if you didn't play more than 10-15 games for the first team then get out of here oh, those guys played a lot of games I give Joe Cole, Frank Lampard, etc. to Marine, and I don't like Marine. Mm. Right? I give him credit yeah, that's for where the they hit their peak, yeah. they, mm. for the way they played, the, the way they played. Mm. Right? But uh, who, who's a West Ham great to me? What's that Italian guy? Dicanio. 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 Right? He's yeah. not top ten. Colton Cole. He's not top ten. Right? They've given us many great average Premier League players. Like Sam Allardyce gets a job year in year out, even though he's just an average manager, mm. right? So you just gotta look at these things sometimes. Like, no, fair man, West Ham is Chris, a good top ten. Chris basically says if you're not top six, keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's an interesting uh, segue to lead into. If you're not top top six, keep quiet. Arsenal played against Man City. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal played against Man City on on Sunday. Uh, uh, this game uh, took place at the Emirates, and then Arsenal went down one nil to Manchester City. Uh, I'll yeah. actually. Start. I applaud you, Potion, for the professionalism in your voice, of it. Yes. So um, <laughs> I'll actually start with you, since it sounds like you have a lot to say about that game. Please uh, let me know your thoughts about that game. Uh, I, I I I will say for for Arsenal, there's no shame in this result. Mm. This is. The best team in the league, and literally, it's literally it's only one now. I I I thought I thought about the game, 
and Arsenal's attack was almost uh, was very little seen. I almost said non-existent, but mm-hmm. very very little seen. I think um, City dominated that center of midfield. If Arsenal even tried to play the ball there, they lost it. Mm. Uh, where Arsenal got joy was only on the out, only only wide, but that left the center to City, and when they. De Bruyne, Gundogan, mm. all, all all of these guys. I think it was a very good performance by City. Um, Arsenal, like I say, there's there's no shame in the loss because it's not one of those where you feel like it should have been more either. Mm. Um, City had some chances or whatever, but a one nil feels feels fair. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, uh, why Thomas Partey only comes on to play United? I don't know because you. Because I thought City was very dominant physically in this game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's somewhere where um, Arsenal lacked. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Uncle Curtis, your thoughts on the game? One mistake and a loss. It's the best way I can sum it up. Second mm. minute, right? Yeah, it's one mistake and a loss. Second oh. minute. It's the same thing that happened to us with Aston Villa. Mm. It's Man City. Oh. They got Diaz. They got Laporte. They got Stones. They got Cancelo. <sighs> They got defenders for days. They're not going to concede. Mm. Right? So, first 15 minutes, I give it all to City. Arsenal did start coming back. They started, did looking more defensively solid. Right? If it wasn't for that one mistake, could have ended up nil-nil. Who would have been the first team to try and go more attacking-wise? Mm. Right? Because when you have to try and go and attack City, when you're losing, they will tear you apart. Yeah. Right? So, that's where I think. But then, that's where my point also comes across from where two types of teams play the same type of football with the whole pressing and what, 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 what. Mm. And then it becomes boring because then what happens there? I think that's a case of that because defensively after the first goal, everything was almost solid. T- City will create chances because it's City. Mm. All right. But then there's no excitement on the other side as well. It's just like, ah, okay. I-, I watched that. I watched the whole game and I just sat there and I was like, okay, fine. But I don't remember a chance that Arsenal created that was worthy of a goal. I did like the way Saka and Cherry played on the left. Mm. All right. But then I genuinely think some of the other players were missing because it's not to their strength. And I get why you have to do was that. Is Arsenal pressing? Or is Arsenal a pressing team? Sorry, they press to a certain extent uh, when in phases, I would say. Not all the way in the opposition half, yeah. sort of being phases when City so like attack. A mid, a, a mid, mid a press. Well, basketball, so, you call it mid-court press. Yeah, yes. so when they so, come to midfield, that's yeah. when they start pressing as a whole. The, oh, the oh yeah, okay, that's that press. normal. Pressing in the hope that the other team makes a mistake and then, okay, you see? Okay, yeah. And that's what everybody's doing in football now. Mm. You're pressing, hoping the team makes a mistake. Mm. Right? I just wish teams, at, at any team could find a player like Kozula again where you press him, he's going to beat you. You're not going to get the ball off him. Mm. And then it makes the other team change its tactics to say, okay, fine, we can't press, right? So then we have to see how we can handle that player when he has the ball. And then you say, okay, fine, now that he, we, they're not pressing us as much anymore, let's have a creative player on the other side who doesn't have to do as much pressing and stuff like that and who can unlock defenses. And then it changes the outlook of the game. But when everybody is playing the exact same tactics, you're going to get the exact same type of game, especially against the top four teams. Right, they're gonna be able to recruit quality players more or less to the same extent. It's just that one of the other teams might be able to get two or three, where the other top four teams might be able to get one player of that quality in that position. Because, mm-hmm. like you know, City can get two starting 
uh, fullback internationals for a national team. Man United, Arsenal might be able to get one. Right, so City have better rotation in the other games, mm. right? But when you are generally playing top quality opposition, more or less you're on the same quality in general, because there's only there's not only eleven good players in the world. There's way more than that. It's just that again, who do you who do you trust better? Who do you trust better? That's what I say. All right. Um, for me, looking at that game, um, objectively. A 1-0 result is a good result for Arsenal. Uh, you're going up against the champions. You manage to keep it down. That's a good result. But as an Arsenal supporter, I think to myself, nah, we, we kind of uh, showed our hand in the beginning that we knew that, you know, we're just going to, you know, minimize the damage. Because if you look at the middle, it's Mohamed al Nini and Granit Xhaka. No one there really is going to start up, uh, you know, the creativity. It's just essentially Udegaard who's expected to pull the creativity. You put Pablo Mari in, who's a good defender, but is not going to take chances. Uh, you could have put in anyone else. You could have put in a Gabriel. You could have been in a David Luiz, who's, who's essentially a more, you know, forward thinking, uh, attacker, not attacker, defender, forward thinking, uh, defender. Yeah, for the quick win the mm. ball, hit the ball over the top because you're going to have to play a long ball against yes. them. Yes. You for the can't past, play them at their own game. And then for the past couple of games where we've played well, we decided to play Nicolas Pepe on the left and then play Bakayo Saka on the right. That's worked out. That. Yes, we didn't do that. It's been working out for us for the last couple of games. We decided to switch now all of a sudden. It seems as though it's this is a safe option because you just put Bakayo Saka in there and he just... Uh, throws in the crosses. Mm. Essentially, between him and Kieran Tierney, they're just going to throw in the crosses mm. and also def- defend well. Um, I don't know any uh, anything else. Uh, Martin Odegaard had a decent game. Alneni was nowhere. Like, he's nowhere as usual. So that's my thoughts on that game. Because even then, when I look at that game, besides the one mistake, I can't pinpoint any player who played absolutely terribly and any player who played absolutely brilliantly, besides maybe Saka. And also, another thing is that I feel like, I feel like, uh, Pep showed us a little bit of respect in that game. Because there were, there were moments where you looked and you thought to yourself, City can keep going. They can keep going and they can give us a high score, but they just didn't. They decided to play the more cautious game. Uh, it, I don't know. Maybe it's because he was fearing a, a, an Arteta counter attack or something. But it sounded, it felt like he was okay with a one no. Yeah, he, he he knows how to win a league. Yes, that's he what he knows I'm how to win a league. Mm. Don't get a one one chasing a two no. Yes, but I even hear you over there, Lucas. But with that Pepe comment, I don't think he had a terrible game because I, he hardly got the ball. How can you have a terrible if you don't get the ball? Because everything so, was on the left. So, I I I think Zinchenko. Ran, uh, cause you know what Pep does, his fullbacks going to the center. Zinchenko was playing a lot of ball from the left and from the center unopposed. He's Pepe's man tomorrow. Okay, cool. All, also, also, also on the, on the, when Pepe did get the ball, I thought he made bad decisions. Okay, but even when you look at that, the goal didn't come from Zinchenko's side, uh, from mm-hmm. Zinchenko's side. The opportunity didn't come from Zinchenko's side. So you can't say he had a bad game if he's doing long balls to play towards the left. 
to create space. Re- remember, like I say, he's coming into the center of midfield, so he was dictate not dictating, but he was playing a lot. Of, he was playing a lot of pass because remember, City uh, played Fernandinho in central midfield. I thought he was man of the match, but Fernandinho has no legs. It was Cancelo and Zinchenko that are running around for that are running around for him in the central midfield when they come to him. I th- I thought I I thought Zinchenko had too much space. I thought. Um, but then again, it comes back down to us saying then he shouldn't have played Pepe in that game because Pepe is not that strong defensively. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. So I can't say he had a bad game because I would, I would he have, played him and he didn't do well, so he had a bad game. I think saying yes, I think saying didn't play well is a bit harsh. No. And I think you, a guy who's been playing well on the left, you like the system was working, but then you decide to change mm. uh, the game because you're in your own mental chess game yeah. with Pep. Yeah. And Pep essentially just... But, but but also, Pepe plays predominantly on the right. No, he He's does. He had a good run of... It's, he, they didn't put him at left back, a position he doesn't know. So why are we shooting him bail as if it's his first time playing right wing? No, no, he, no, no. He, that's his position. That is his position. But with one of the best defensive sides... True, true. Uh, you don't just decide to do and, flippy, flippy changes. And you expect to have 30% possession against City. So, mm. so I give him that. Maybe I'm a bit too harsh. And that, yes. that's why you mean to say it was okay because what did the position yeah, end up in the like game? Said, there's, there's no we had 45%, City had 55 mm. If you look at that, you think this was quite an even game. Mm. Obviously, shots dictate another story. Yeah. City had 15 shots in total, but three on target. We had uh, seven shots in total, one on target. Yeah. That kind of paints a different picture, picture, but still, I feel like City were a little, had mercy on us but also the, the 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 stance we took from our lineup kind of tells a story as in like yo okay we just need to minimize the pain here that's what yeah. i felt yeah 16 wins in a row this is the team you're coming up against um, no 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 but uh, i feel like as 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 arsenal being tamed you you need to take the risk fair enough fair enough we know that uh, arsenal in the past would have th- would have taken this risk they would have they would have rather gone and tried to lose like tried to win the game and essentially end up losing maybe a five three or something where you can feel like okay sharp we tried but the team was just that much better than us sure yes so that's how I feel like ah it's it's everyone saying be be grateful but yeah I don't feel like I grew up be. watching better football that's all I can say I'll never accept boring football. Mm-hmm. But yes, let's move on to a game that Lucas is uh, proud of. Manchester United played against Newcastle United at Old Trafford. And in that game, uh, Manchester United took it 3-1. Did they get a dodgy penalty? Eh? Did they get a dodgy penalty? What do you think? Of course. But yes. But the penalty wasn't dodgy. Okay. This is what all men in the same fancy. Marcus Rashford scored first. Uh, Daniel James, well done to him scored uh, and Bruno Fernandes no guesses how he scored uh, I don't even have to say it you guys know how he scored and then from a Newcastle point of view Alan St. Maximin uh, scored that goal Lucas tell me your thoughts on this game what did you think uh, wasn't the greatest of games mm-hmm. uh, from, a, from a United perspective I think so, sort of to like um the the how how we view how we view it differently. You see you see where Uncle Curtis Curtis is saying 
take a team, trust that your team is better than the other and let them go play. Mm. I think that's what Oli does a lot. Except sometimes I want a bit more tactics in the thing. But anyway, I think, I think from a, from a perspective, the Marcus Rashford's goal is, is, is pretty dope. He beats the same player twice. It's, I don't know if, did you see the goal? Mm. Remember like your tyranny's goal where yeah. he beats the guy yeah. left back, then beats him at the box again, then yes. scores. Mm. So say, say, same sort of thing. Uh, good goal. Then, um, Newcastle equalize. Um, Daniel James, Daniel James gets a goal. Um, the penalty there, a correct penalty, like I say, but a 3-1 that kills the game. So the last 15, 20 minutes is kind of mm. a dead rubber. Yeah. I mean, we even got to bring on our 17-year-old, uh, Shola, yes. Shoratire on there. That, that, that kind of thing. So in the end, a good result and what feels like a good game, but again, it, it, it was all right. I'll, 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 t- I'll take the points. Anthony Martial again played up front. You could literally see um, Solskjaer having a go at him d- during the game, saying, movement, give us movement. You mm. know what I mean? Um, and replaced him for Greenwood, who did give movement. Didn't really get the ball or chances, but it just looked better with somebody who's looking for the spaces because that helps your team move yeah. uh, forward. So a good result, not, not, a, not a spectacular game, but a good result. Mm. Great view of it. Uh Uncle Curtis, please let me know of your thoughts of that game. I just want to know why all Man United fans think they never get dodgy penalties. I've never heard a Man United fan ever admit to ever getting a dodgy penalty. Ever. Ever. Not one. Each time you say there wasn't a dodgy penalty. No, well, no, the rest were right. I can't think of one instance where they'll admit, hey, man. But you didn't see the game. You didn't see the penalty incident, but they'll probably be I saw the penalty incident. Ah. It was dodgy. It was dodgy. I didn't see Rashford's goal. That's what I said. The penalty it, incident it was, was dodgy. How? It was dodgy, Lucas. How? How? It was what do- was dodgy about it? Lucas, it was dodgy. But what either way, as I, was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, Lucas, uh, Man United continue winning. It's Newcastle, bottom off of the table team. Uh, they only got St. Maximan back recently, so he's back in the goals now. So over time, he will get more goals. Right? Uh, I think they'll finish. They'll survive the Premier League. And Newcastle fans, you're not that great of a team. Give Steve Bruce a break. Don't tell me about your Alan Sherry days. He didn't give you a Premier League title either. <laughs> so we're looking at 30, 40 years without a Premier League title. I don't know where you get all this confidence from. I'm an Arsenal fan. It's been 18 years and <laughs> I'm piping down because I, I don't know where the Premier League is coming from. So this give a break. It is Uncle Curtis piping down. I would like to you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's one of those things of uh, Man United, solid performance. It's another win. That's all that matters. Bruno Fernandes goes missing again, gets a goal. That's what he does from time to time. But you can't blame players for that because not every player is going to be switched on for 38 games in the season. This is why it's a team sport. Everybody should get involved. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, top four, it looks like it'll be a funny top four this year. If Man United make it, if Leicester make it, if West Ham make it. Huh. It'll be a very odd top four. Mm. But we'll take it from there. We'll see what happens. But yeah. We'll have a lot of uh, implications for Champions League viewership next uh, next season. But nonetheless... I think uh, it'll generally fall. And then the Champions League will be like, nah, you need to start match fixing there in England because we need the big teams back. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> like That's how it happened that time when uh, Europa started getting all the big names. And then Champions League essentially just d- dwindled down. 
So, yeah. But let me give my opinion on the Man United game. Um, I feel as though this is a solid Man United performance. Um, these are the games where there would normally be uh, loose focus. Because I remember Newcastle have taken uh, these types of games away from uh, Manchester United a lot. So credit to them for, uh, you know, stepping up and taking this game. Credit to Daniel James, who uh, who hopped into the side and scored a goal. Uh, this is actually the right time for him to start, uh, you know, putting his name on the team sheet. I wouldn't say put it on the team sheet. For squad rotation. But for squad rotation. This is the perfect time for you to show up and essentially put in a performance that will make your season sound a little bit better. Um, Martial up front, I'm not surprised. I think... Uh, Ole is kind of uh, going for uh, Cavani in the front as your front player. And yeah, I think you guys need to put Martial back on the wing. It doesn't work with him in the front. He just has no striker's instinct. It's a shame. He's a great player, but he has no striker's instinct. All you're doing when you put him in the front is you're just ruining his confidence. And yeah. I, I forgot which great manager said it, but they said he's, they saw him as a wing and not as a striker. It was Arsene Wenger. It was actually a topic of discussion this week where uh, Arsene Wenger had actually said it while when he was given the number nine jersey, he was saying that he doesn't see him as a number nine. He sees him more as a winger. Mm. That he'd be more effective because he says there's some things that he doesn't have Yeah, uh, from a striker's point of yeah. view. Four three three. If your forwards are high and wide, you know, you see, like four three three Liverpool, like Saka, Sa- uh, Salah is a striker in that system. Mm. Martial needs that kind of position, not centre forward back to goal, not even left winger either. Because then you have to. That man has doesn't have intensity. Yeah, positions that need intensity, he doesn't have. Mm. No man, but but fantastic player. Yeah. Also, um. I know this is a side uh, point. Uh, I've noticed that there's a a list that's been circulating around of the top five creators in the Premier League this season. I think, I'm not sure who number one is, but that doesn't have anything to do with my point. But I know Bruno Fernandes and Luke Shaw have made it onto the list for top five creators. I'll give Luke Shaw credit over there. Mm. But I saw somebody said that uh, corners also count as uh, creating a chance when you take a corner. Oh, so I'll take Bruno Fernandes just a bit down. Yeah, but he's still a great creator for Man United. But yeah. when you take majority of your team's corners, even if it's not a proper chance, exactly, we've got to look at the quality of and your free you kicks go. and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but nonetheless, he's doing well. Mm. I can't take that away from him. He has literally changed the way Man United play, and they are playing better with him than without him. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well. Besides Mon- uh, Monday's fixture of uh, uh, Brighton and Crystal Palace, I think we've wrapped up the Premier League uh, fixtures. So I think let's take a little break, refill our beverages, uh, whatever they are, and we'll come back and we'll discuss uh, Champions League and Europa. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Uh, I don't know if that's very PC, but welcome back, everyone, uh, to Nothing But Football. Uh, we took a little break, uh, refilled, and uh, we're ready to go again for part two of our conversations about football. And so, Chris's beauty tips. Yes, <laughs> and Chris's uh, odd beauty tips. But yeah, um, 
So Champions League, uh, the first uh, rounds of 16s happened and there's some games to discuss and it seems to have kicked off and there've been some upsets, but yeah, we'll get into that right now. Um, I think the first games, it was RB Leipzig versus Liverpool. Uh, no surprises there, Liverpool took it. 2-0, but Liverpool was away from home. Uh, Saidio Mane and Mohamed Salah came through for the boys. Um, Lucas, since you've had a lot to say about uh, Liverpool's effort up front, uh, how do you feel about that game? Uh, Liverpool's goals is from two Leipzig mistakes. Mm. So, but but uh, at the same time, uh, Leipzig is a defensive team. Um, Leipzig is a defensive team. They like to they like to keep the shape and that. But when you're seeing um, Marcel Sabitza and I think Opa Mekambo making mistakes like that, that that leads to the goals. It, it Liverpool's players still have to be there to pounce on the chances. Mm. Two is, players. Sabitza is like a bad back pass, but it's still a good finish from mm. Salah and that, and it puts them in a strong position. I mean, they 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 bring them home for the second leg. Mm, two players who traditionally for Leipzig do not make many mistakes. So it was very fortunate for Liverpool. And uh, Uncle Curtis, I ask you that same question. Uh, how do you feel about that result? From Solid performance, but Liverpool are not going to win the Champions League. Mm. And any Liverpool fan who thinks they're going to win it is deluded. The mm. same way they're deluded thinking they're a great Premier League team. They're very deluded. Wow. No, I'm not bad. Liverpool fans have been talking all reckless during the the past week. I think the word Istanbul is going to end up in your comments a lot. Yes. <laughs> no, but like a statement. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's the thing, right? Again, I'm not arguing that they're a great Champions League team. I'm arguing that they're a great Premier League team. They're not. Mm-hmm. They, they're fourth in all-time points in the Premier League. Fourth. Yeah. They're behind Chelsea. Fourth. <sighs> Get out of here. What makes you think you're great? What makes you think Mbappe is going to join Liverpool? Mbappe. Because he was on a private jet with John Henry. John Henry, the owner. Do you know who Mbappe is? <laughs> like, you fourth. Like, I, I got too much passion, but you guys have been piping up too much this past week. But either way, let's get back to your results. Guys, Liverpool wins cups from time to time, the same way Nottingham Forest has a Champions League. Right? Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's a rebuild. You won one Premier League title, and now you think you're world beaters, and you can sign any player that you want. Right? Unless that player was born in the 1980s, not many people wanted to join your club up until recently. All right? You got rejects from other top clubs. Salah is a Chelsea reject. Mane is a Southampton player. Van Dijk is a Southampton player. Look where you are signing players from. Are those traditionally top clubs that you're getting players from? What makes you think you can get Mbappe from PSG? What makes you think you can afford Mbappe's wages? I'm pretty sure Liverpool's wage bill is the best out of the top four. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they have the wage bill to compete with the other top teams. I don't think they have a player on 300. Henderson might be your best player and if you're paying Henderson anything above £150,000 a week, that's why you're not a top club. That's all I can say about Liverpool. But Champions League result, well done. Jeez, yeah, I was thinking this is just going to be a quick wrap-up. But, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Uncle Curtis, you've made some, some, some valid damning points. Uh, that uh, Liverpool fans should consider. I think you're you're being a little bit harsh because I think Liverpool is 
Still a great side. No, they're a great side. No, no. Please, please tell the people what your Twitter handle is. I really want to watch your timeline after this. <laughs> it's at the Great Kiss. But you know what's the thing, guys? It's I respect Liverpool. They're an all-time great team. But uh, nah, nah, guys. You guys were talking too much. You're talking too spicy this week. Like, uh, nah, I get you. Um, But yeah, let me give my two cents. Uh, feel it's a good... Uh, Morale booster for Sadio, excuse me, uh, for Sadio Mane and for Mohamed Salah, who have been struggling with uh, goals, more so for Sadio Mane because uh, he's, his goal scoring tally hasn't been as great as it should be. Uh, from the team's point of view, it's pretty much the same team that played uh, Everton. Um, just shows you that, yeah, they, 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 it, they're benefiting from the, the, the slow pace of the Champions League, the more tactical uh, plays from the Champions League. Uh, but otherwise, good performance for them. They took uh, two goals away from home. That's, that's a good result in my book. Uh, let's move on to another fixture that happened on that same day. Uh, PSG went up against Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona were playing at home and PSG were away. Uh, the score for this was 4-1 uh, to PSG with a messy penalty and uh, Kylian Mbappe hat-trick with a Moise Keane uh, goal. Um, I'll start with you, Uncle Curtis. Uh, how did you view that uh, that game, that first leg? Um, it was an up-and-down fixture to me. 4-1 is a flattering scoreline to PSG. Uh, but it shows the quality of uh, Kylian Mbappe. Mm -hmm. uh, he took that Barcelona team across. His first goal was brilliant. Mm. Uh, the way he just left the defender dead and just put it into the into the goal top 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 of the net, I think, over there. Mm. But then overall, Barca can still come back into this. I don't think Pochettino has secured this game. I think Pochettino can lose four. I'm I'm not convinced by him. I'm not. Right. They lost to Monaco over the weekend. They third in 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 uh, Liga. I think it was individual brilliance that won that won them that game. Mm. And Mbappe, the man that they said Rashford was once better than. I don't know what drugs Man United fans were on, but it's the same drugs that they were on when they thought Howard Webb wasn't being favorable to them. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a good view. Uh, Lucas, what do you think of that game? Uh... I, I I thought I thought it was a good game. Uh, I I I I take Uncle Curtis's point because you never know in the Champions League and PSG Barcelona have history of things like this mm. where PSG takes the first leg and then and then Barca comes back. Um, I I I I actually think PSG will go through. Um, right, I'll be, I'll actually be surprised if 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 Barca if his name are gonna be back. No, his birthday sister hasn't passed yet. He won't be. Yeah, back. yeah sister's yeah, birthday hasn't yeah. passed yet. So yeah, he's look, that's four one without without Neymar. But a but a good performance from Mbappe. Look, they just couldn't keep up with his pace. Mm. I think there was a shot in one of the goals of PK even trying to pull back Mbappe. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, yeah, so I think I think let let let's see the second leg. I think Barca can do it. Um, but obviously Messi can step up. We know Messi can step up, mm. but it's a it's an older Messi now. So who's going to step up with him? Yeah, sure that's point. that's 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 why I still give it to PSG. Yeah, that man walks on the pitch even now. He doesn't mm. care. He wants to be out of there. Um, 
my point of view of that game, I think um, when things first started, it looked like things were going to go Barcelona's way with the penalty. Uh, But then you started to see the problems that Barcelona are having. PK is 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 past his 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 prime. I think when they were talking last season, when he was saying that he'd volunteered to actually be sold, uh, I feel like he needs to go and make space for 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 better youngsters because that can't be the best that Barcelona has to offer because he was nowhere in that game. Mm-hmm. In in I think in two of the goals because let me check when he got substituted, but in two of the goals. Where I saw him running back, the one where he grabbed Mbappe, and the one where he looked like a like a headless chicken. There were both goals from Mbappe. He looked like a headless chicken. Actually, no, three goals because there was the one where Verratti did that pass. Uh, the first goal yeah. where he assisted uh, Mbappe, the one where he shot. It was also Pique running around like a headless chicken. <laughs> then obviously the one goal. Shame. I felt bad for Serginho Dest because. Mbappe literally owned him. He burned him. He outmuscled him. He did everything. It was just not his day. <clears throat> so I think they need to find a solution uh, from on that side. Uh, but other than that, I think PSG were just on. This was this was their day. This was their day. They took it. Uh, it was very unfortunate for 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 Barcelona, but we need. We'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Messi can always come back and decide that it's my day. So not when he's walking on the pitch. That man needs to leave that club. Yeah, no, you could see he lacked motivation. But uh, nonetheless, oh, on a side point as well, Moise Keane scored, who they said was not good enough for Everton. So clearly that says something. But uh, let's leave it there. He's still on loan, so I'm sure Everton will be salivating. But in the same breath, PSG has the money to say shut up. We'll take him. Sure. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, other fixtures. I think we can look at the upset. Juventus uh, versus Porto. Uh, Porto is playing at home. They took that in an upset win. Uh, it was 2-1 to Juve, uh, to to Porto. With uh, Mehdi Taremi scoring a goal. And Marega uh, from Porto's side, and then the goal from Juventus was from Federico Chiesa. Mm, I didn't really watch that game because it clashed with with another game on that day, but this for me was an upset, but this is Champions League. We need to take this into account. Juventus were kind of robbed. Yeah. I Should have got a penalty at the end. At the oh, end. with Ronaldo, yes. Yeah. I think I, I did see that incident, but I feel like Ronaldo kind of leaned into it and I, what I've seen from the Champions League refing is that, yeah, you can see that this is the cream of the crop in terms of refere- refereeing. Uh, these guys make decisions and they stand by them, which is which is good. There were many decisions where I thought that, nah, that's, that might be a little bit, too, not too harsh, but like the ref didn't give it a second look, but you can see why these guys are here. They're very talented. Uh, but yeah, for me, I didn't find that to be a penalty. I, I feel like Ronaldo was looking for that. Yeah. Even though there was contact, but it wasn't, you know, we're, we're not watching Premier League here. We, <laughs> any contact is a penalty. Mm. For Man United. <laughs> yes, fair point. 
Uh, but I don't know. Any views on that that game, guys? I don't think. Uh, I don't think. I only no have one. one view on Juventus. Juventus are too re- reliant on Ronaldo. Yeah, and it's starting to show. I think that's a case uh, we can say for both teams with the superstar players mm. in uh, Ronaldo and Messi is that mm. it seems as though it was that it was that theme that if those guys did nothing, then essentially the team just. Because I even saw with into hibernation. I think it was who was the left back at Ronaldo ran into him and the guy didn't get out the way. Mm. Like, how are you taking the ball away from the star player? I think it was Alexandro. Yeah, Alexandro, yeah. It was a Brazilian, I think. But, oh, terrible football there. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. Another unfortunate... Uh, well, I'm, unfortunate is a bit of a harsh word. A surprise one. But uh, it should be an interesting game to watch out for in the second leg. Uh, I think we can just round off with this one. Uh, Sevilla played against Dortmund. And then... Uh, Dortmund actually took that game away from home uh, with uh, 3-2. With two goals from er- Erling Haaland, uh, one from Mahmoud Daoud. And I try to say that with, with a Middle Eastern accent, but I felt. <laughs> yes, uh, that was a fantastic goal as well. Uh, the two from Sevilla came from Luke Diong and Suso. Uh, not really going to get into that game. Haaland is a machine though. Yes. I said that's a game for the hipsters. That guy sitting on 48 for Dortmund and 40, right. mm. 48 games for Dortmund, 48 goals. He's a machine. He's a machine. Mm. I think you did call that in the last episode, that this is going to be uh, the interesting game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but looking at that, great result for Dortmund. Uh, they're going back home, so good that position to be in. The for me. Yeah. That, I, that second leg, I still can't call it. Yeah, because both of these teams are one of those, they, they, that type of team that yeah. they could... I don't assist. think Seville have too many goals in them. They have to defend well and they'll score one or two. Yeah. But if it's going to be a high-scoring game, Dortmund will win it. Yeah. Not fair. Um, I think that wraps up the Champions League fixtures. Uh, Screw Europa. Week. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Ah. <laughs> Listen, we gotta we gotta be fair. Let's talk about Mourinho. Guys didn't lose, like, what's up? I didn't lose, but <laughs> no, I want to talk be about fair. Mourinho. I want to talk about Mourinho. So yes, looking at the the Europa fixtures, there's a lot of them because it's round of twenty. Uh, Let's talk about Arsenal and Man United. So I'll start with I'll start with Man United. Man United actually had a great performance. They took that leg four uh, 0 against uh, Real Sociedad away from home. That's a great result. Two goals from Bruno. Uh, Marcus Rashford featured in there and another performance from Daniel James good man uh, came in and scored in the 90th minute uh, obviously nothing from Sevilla Sociedad uh, sorry Sociedad they, yeah. uh, Lucas I'll ask you because you're probably the only person on this table who watched that game <laughs> uh, how did you feel about that game uh, it was a good game Mm. Uh, it was a good game. So this game was played in in Italy in Turin because the neutral COVID yeah. travel. I I don't know. I can't explain that stuff. But anyways, um, Sociedad they played into United's hands. Like mm. Sociedad played a very high line, and you, you, what United has in abundance is pace. So mm. United got in behind them. I don't know how many times and uh, and and finished the game off well. At least. Uh, uh, that's a good score going into the second leg, obviously, which is crammed in between some rough fixtures for 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 United. So, 
good game, good performance. Bruno again, I look, guy's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> that guy's fantastic. Agreed. Uh, Bru- Bruno again, yeah. Agreed. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anytime you put four goals on a team, you know you got to pat yourself on the back. Mm. So well done to you. Uh, good result as well away from home. So against the old boy Yanuzai. Yes, against Yanuzai and uh, I think a David Silva in the side. David Silva, yeah. Yes. So no. Oh yes, he wasn't there. And and your boy, the Spanish Peter Crouch, <laughs> Monreal, Nacho, Monreal. Spanish Peter Crouch. That guy mm. looks exactly like Peter Crouch. Please pull up a picture of uh, Nacho Monreal and Peter Crouch. Okay. They look the same. No, listen. I, uh, <laughs> I, no one has ever called him that. That's why you shocked me. I was like, who are you talking about? I'm looking forward to hearing about it. But okay. I didn't know that's what they called him. Uh, we're not going to go into this game, but uh, Tottenham beat uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, it's not the Wolfsburg that you're thinking of. It's some Austrian uh, Austrian Wolfsburg. They beat them 4-1. Uh, nicely spread out goals there from Son Humane, Gareth Bale, Lucas Moura, and uh, Carlos Vinicius. Um, All you need to know about this game is they didn't have to start Harry Kane, and yeah. they won with multiple goals. Exactly. So it was an easy game. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the lineup, yeah, it seems as though this was the, the essential, not B-side, but essentially... Preparing for the worst. Uh, I think we'll wrap up with the fixture that uh, two people on this table watched. Uh, it was Benfica versus Arsenal at a neutral ground, but essentially that was Benfica at home. Uh, that ended up being a draw uh, with a PT penalty and a Bukayo Saka goal in return. Um let me start with you, Uncle Curtis. Uh, how did you find that game? Um, we, we didn't take our chances. Mm. We dominated that game. We gave away a penalty. Even the penalty I was iffy about. I wanted to see another angle to see if it actually did hit the player's hand. Mm. But I won't come out and say it was a bad decision by the ref because mm. from what I saw from the angle, it did look like a handball. But I was like, eh, yeah, maybe not. But fair decision from the ref. So I won't complain about the refs over there. Mm. Uh, but we should have put three, four pass. Yeah. Even before they got that penalty, Aubameyang, Mr. Sitter. You know what's the thing, right? I have this fear. When Arsenal put three or four goals past the team, one game, I worry about the next game. I feel like we won't score. Mm. And it always proves to be right. We never score the next game. If we score, we score like one goal or something like that. We put four confidence past- or just? I think it's overconfidence and the players get... Like, but it's been a couple of years like when Arsenal would win like 4-0, 5 even under Wenger we win like 5-0, 6-0 towards his later years the next game would score like one goal and I'm like eh. you know then it's a 1-1 or something like that mm-hmm. so it's a classic case of running out of goals yeah, yeah like running out of goals so I'll be happy if Arsenal just keeps on winning 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. Mm. don't score too many otherwise just, you make me worry about the next game yeah <laughs> yeah no true uh, for me as well watching that game I think the positive uh is uh, essentially the, 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 the midfield that played behind Obama Yang. It was Emil Smith, Rowe, Odegaard, and uh, Bukayo Saka. Played brilliantly. And uh, you can clearly see that the youngsters are pushing uh, in front. See, but the thing, that's the thing, right? Um, I think that's the only mistake that uh, Arteta made over the two games. Mm-hmm. I believe Pepe should have started in the Europa League and Smith Rowe should have started against City. 
Yeah. Because Pepe was scoring goals in the Europa League. He had confidence over there. Yeah. In the Premier League, not so much. If he played Smith more on the right wing against Manchester City, I wouldn't have been upset. I think Oro won that game with Pepe on the pitch because he had more confidence in yeah. oh, Europa. Europa. Oh. In oh, okay. No, I, Europa. I, City. I, was like, oh, I understand I understand uh, your point of view from, from that. But I think as I feel as though um Arteta needed to get the partnerships going because Odegaard needs game time. Odegaard needs to uh, essentially play these games where it's essentially it, it, this was supposed to be a game that Arsenal was going to win. So I think this was meant to be a, a confidence booster for him. Uh, it obviously didn't work out that way. We drew. But I think it's just making sure that the partnerships are going all right. Because you can clearly see that uh, Arteta does not necessarily value Nicolas Pepe in that side. Yes. Yeah, but you, to me, it's when a player is doing well in a specific competition, mm. don't pull him out. Yeah. Why? If he's doing well in that competition. Mm. Yes, he was playing badly in the Premier League, but he was doing well in Europa while he was doing badly in the Premier League. Don't take a player out. Wherever he's doing well, whatever his mindset is in that specific competition, he's doing well. Yeah. You play him there. Now, I, I, I agree with you from that point of view. But I'm sure it, it, it made sense in Arteta's head because he was rested the, I think. Two games before that. The game. game before that. Essentially, the game that was going to be before the, 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 what's his name? The, the, the Europa game. The, he was rested and they said he was going to play Europa and he ended up not playing Europa. Mm. But so. it's again, overthinking. Sometimes as a manager, don't overthink things. Uh, Take things as they are. Mm. See which player is doing well where and play them there and leave it at that. No. Leave it at that. All right. Any uh, thoughts you want to add to that? Yeah. Look, look I, I obviously didn't watch the game, but uh, but I think you... It sounds a bit critical because, I mean, Benfica is not a bad side. Yeah. It's not a bad side, but I mean, we should have... So Pepe should have played and then we'd walk... Like, it's not given. I mean, it's, it's a not, strong side. Yeah. But even with the side who's great... Benfica didn't have any opportunities besides the penalty. Mm. Sure. We we playing against a 34 year old Jan Vertonghen. We playing against a man or Tamendi. These are players past their prime. Yes. <laughs> that guy is a dribbler, but that's all he is—a dribbler. Mm. He's the Rivaldo of the modern day. He's <laughs> the he's the Arab Rivaldo. All he sure. does is get on the pitch and dribble. Mm. Sure. You get what I'm saying? So we should have put our chances away. As simple as that. You can say it's been Fika cool, but we should have put our chances away. But you leave away goal into the second leg. Yeah, you. But even when you say away goal, people are saying it's an away game. It's not an away game to me. We play it in a neutral venue. Mm. We're going to play at another neutral venue. Uh, you you won't have home ground advantage. You don't know that pitch where we play. Mm. So it's a toss up in the air to me. Now I I agree with you. The Arsenal is going to need to put up a. Another performance like uh, they did a last week. performance, yes. But with more to, goals, put the chances away. So essentially going to need to redeem ourselves, but that's, I guess that's fine. Yeah, I, I feel like he made it harder for himself than he should have. If we went 3-4-0 up in that game, you could have rested more plays. You could have rested Aubameyang. You could have been fresher for Sunday. You could have rested, you know, a couple other plays that you wanted to play again on Sunday. Mm. If you went 3-4 up. But you must also remember, this is a this is our only way into cup competition. Yeah. So he might act like he's not taking it seriously, but I think he's taking this pretty seriously. So essentially, our first team 
this is I won't say necessarily first team, but this is where you you'll see the the team that he wants in the season. Yeah. Like this is the team that will feature. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But other than that, uh I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens on Thursday for Arsenal. But I think we can leave it there. So yeah, guys. Um after wrapping up all these conversations of uh of the football games that have passed, I figured let's actually talk about something that's that's been on many people's minds. Uh it's obviously not been on uh the majority of people's minds because no one cares about this team. <laughs> but um let's look at Tottenham, guys. Um let's kind of assess uh their progress this season. Uh I think this is the first full season that Mourinho's had. Uh I think let's take time to actually assess what Mourinho's done for Tottenham compared to his uh the predecessor, the guy who uh managed before him in Pochettino. Pochettino. Yes. I think many people have had mixed uh reviews of how Mourinho has done. So I wanted to actually have us discuss and see how we feel individually about this. Uh I think let me start with you, uh Lukosa. Uh how do you feel about Mourinho's impact essentially on Tottenham this season? Uh it's it's slower than I thought mm. in, in, in terms of his impact. I think comparing him to the to the previous manager, look, I think if the previous manager had five years, if Mourinho has five years, I'd be surprised if he doesn't do better. Mm. Just, just, just basically based off the quality, but I think, I think, uh, Tottenham is sitting now ninth after 24, 20, 20, 24, 25 games. So on that basis, uh, on that basis, it's, it's, it's worse because I mean, Pochettino is giving them regular top four finishes. Mm. In fact, he gets fired the season after he takes them to a Champions League final. Yes. Right. So, 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 so in that, in that perspective, yes, but then, um, I'll, I see some positive things Mourinho has done to this, to, to this team. So, um, when the season ends, if Mourinho does take that League Cup final, that's what Tottenham has been crying out for. Mm. Obviously, they want the Champions League. Definitely. I mean, it, they have a brand new stadium they have to pay for, mm. but they, but they've wanted, but they've wanted a title. But also at the same line of breath, their last title is League Cup. The League Cup two thousand and three or something under Juan de Ramos. <laughs> they don't remember that guy as a great. You know exactly. I mean? So so it's yeah it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I thought they'd do better this season. Mm. Uh, Uncle Curtis, let's actually find out what you think. Um, I know you you normally critical of Tottenham. Uh, I was going to say nice, very nice things about them. No, no, no. Yes, you, 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 you're critical of uh, Tottenham, but it's rare that two topics you're very uh, critical about meet uh, in Tottenham and Jose Mourinho. So, I ask you, my friend. Total football. How do you feel about this? Uh, there was a point that Lucas said over there. Uh, what did he say? Flip, I forgot what it was. But it was related to Mourinho. Uh, the five years of the previous coach yeah. versus if Mourinho had five years. Mourinho doesn't make it to five years. All his teams collapse before five years. So he would Basically, the way I view it, Mourinho's three-year collapse got condensed into 18 months. Uh, he was top of the league for a week. Now he's ninth, which is what happens to all his teams. When mm. he leaves, 
he gets fired because they're in a position they're not supposed to be in. And it's almost the equivalent of a Klopp. But with him, I think he just alienates himself from players. Yes. He pre- I'll give him one credit. He protects them from the media. But I think in the training session, he lambasts them, what, 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 what. Because mm. Delhi Ali was playing well under Poch. You get there, you play him the first couple of games. He's not doing what you want him to do. I don't like Delhi Ali. I've never liked him as a player. They compared him to the great Ozil. All right? And then you drop him. Why did you drop Delhi Ali? Because you're asking him to do things that he's not accustomed to doing. Don't ask him to do those things. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Um, another thing is, uh, it's sweet justice, poetic justice, that uh, all the things that Mourinho criticized Wenger about is happening to him as we speak, week by week. Which thing, uh, there was a game that we played against some team and Mourinho came out and he said he saw a game against Arsenal in Newcastle, I forgot, and the scoreline, or oh, Arsenal and Spurs. And he came out and he said, that's a hockey score. If my team are playing eight, three on three and this, they concede more than two goals, I'll tell them to go home because that's terrible defending. What happened? <laughs> he won a game 5-4 or lost it 5-4 mm-hmm. against Everton, right? It's just small things like that where he's, he was very critical in the past. And I know it's management rivalry and stuff like that, but I've never liked Mourinho. No secrets there. Uh, I think his football is boring. I actually think football has left him now. Uh, because hmm. he comes and he brings negative football to a club, right? And negative football will only get you so far. He's a great manager at winning those trophies, yes. But in terms of longevity at a, at one specific club, I don't think he can achieve that. So, so if, if if I can say to if I can say to longevity, right? Because Mourinho's track record, he hasn't stayed at a club for long. But I I I I disagree with the longevity point because. At most of the clubs he's been at, he's built a team. Mm. Chelsea, Carvalho, Chelsea for 10 years. The best Terry you see started under Mourinho. The best Lampard you see started under. He brings Makelele. He brings uh, uh, SE and Balak. Basically, the basis of Drogba, the basis of that team. He goes on to Inter. Um, Gabriel Melito. Uh, okay, Zanetti's there. Zanetti was, was, was the basis of the inter team for, for, for a bit. Zlatan okay. and, and, cool. and that. Madrid. The basis of Madrid. Okay. Modric cool. is signed under him. Can I ask a question? Why did he get fired? Why did he get fired from those clubs? He got fired for a reason. He got fired for, for because, a reason. He, because he was not getting the performance out of those players. You can't... Another what, manager what, what, came... What, how, how, can you, how can you say that? Because he's won at all of those. So when yeah. you're saying he's not getting Long those performances... Term, we're talking about longevity. Okay. After three years, he can't get the performance out of the team. Somebody else has to come in and do the job. Not him. Okay. Up until you can point me to a club, nah? and I don't think it will ever happen, where he spent four or five seasons... And in four or five seasons, he keeps on getting results out of, out of those players. Okay. And you can't say he's so a longevity manager. That echelon of manager who does do four or five seasons. That echelon of manager who does. You're okay. comparing him to a standard that no one else is out to. Uh, what do you mean? I, I, who, 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 who does? Pep. 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 I feel four as. Barca. Guys, five seasons I feel like I feel okay, like you guys. I feel like you're losing the topic. Sure, sure. You're seriously no, but we're talking about but Mourinho. Like his longevity. I think that's where. No, he's failed. dude, we don't care where he went to high school and stuff like that, bro. <laughs> we're talking about what he's done at Tottenham. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter what he did 
at his his high school side mm. what he or whatever he did yeah. i'm talking about what he did yeah you don't I, I need to give me a history lesson listen yeah. he kissed the cheerleader yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you at the <laughs> no i hear you on the tottenham part but what i'm saying is what's happening now at tottenham is what i expect to happen at Mourinho. it's just come down quicker okay it's just come down quicker so you're saying essentially what was it? Is it uh, year three of Mourinho? As this is called. year three of Mourinho. It's year but three. year three just came quicker. It just came quicker. That's all, all right. I'm saying with it. Nah, I, I, I actually agree with you. Um, What's your view? No, no, no. Yeah, I agree on that part of uh, the year three curse. But I'll give you my point of view from uh, of this conversation. I feel like um, there's one thing in this era of football that you cannot do. And we've seen it in life essentially is that criticism is not taken well this is just mm. a, a new thing of of life that we've discovered that's why everyone gets cancelled about certain things and all that stuff criticism is not taken well you must choose your players well very yes. carefully to criticize Mourinho has 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 actually had quite a history of doing this where he he will pick quite a, a talented player and essentially nitpick his 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 weaknesses and kind of say nah this guy doesn't do this this he doesn't do that he doesn't do this he's great but he doesn't do this he's done it throughout uh, most of his teams and he likes picking the star player mm. and i think he used to like doing that by kind of like you know to expect uh you know like fight back from the player people like that uh players aren't built like that these days if a manager comes out and essentially you know, points out a player and says, like he did with Dele Ali, he points him out and says, uh, you know, he doesn't train hard. He said it. It was on the documentary yeah. that they did, which was a bad I'm idea. A lazy trainer. Yes. It, it's a bad idea, by the way. Why didn't you learn from Sunderland? They did a documentary <laughs> and they went three teams down. Like you, Tottenham were very stupid for the documentary. But I'm losing focus here. Essentially, he, he kind of outed players and wanted better results. It doesn't happen like that. These days, you need to motivate uh, your players. You need to coddle your players. You need to baby them. And he decided to take the rough, old-school approach. And that doesn't work in this day. Um, another point that I would look at is, with especially from a Dele Ali point of view, and I, f- I feel as though that's uh, what most managers today like doing. They like expecting like hard work in, you know, that are not yes, in players that are not hardworking. So essentially, you'd want your star player, i.e. Dele Ali, at that point. You want him to be a defensive genius as well as an attacking genius. And that concept, that takes away from parts of his game. So that's what I feel like happened in Tottenham. That a lot of, uh, a lot of players, they asked for too much for them. And now the results are coming. Uh, questioning well the final question is has Mourinho done better than uh, Poch I feel like it's a bit too uh, too early to to judge because essentially if you're judging uh, success can we actually say Poch succeeded no he didn't but I, I think we can say he did he didn't succeed no because whoa, whoa. Tottenham before Pochettino comes is sometimes in the Champions League Pochettino then makes them a Champions League side. He progressed. He succeeded. But they wanted trophies. Eh? They wanted trophies. 
They won trophies now. Yes, he progressed. They won trophies now. Towards the end of his period, that's when they wanted trophies. But if you are Champions League every now and then and you celebrate the times that you get it, and then this guy gives it to you every year, don't tell me that guy's he progressed. I wouldn't he failed. Say, yes, I wouldn't say I wouldn't necessarily say failed, but I wouldn't necessarily also say he succeeded. I, I would say succeeded, succeeded because at what? What what was Tottenham's aims? To win trophies. To win trophies. When was that Tottenham's aim? Tottenham was one trophy in our recent history. Exactly that. They wanted trophies, no matter how small. I think they what the last trophy was a uh, it was was it an FA Cup? League Cup. Oh, it was a League Cup. Exactly. That's still like a big deal for them. Tottenham is essentially, if the West Ham today, if they get into the top four a couple of times and then that's where they are. Tottenham's not on the same level as Arsenal United who expect... Tottenham no. would be happy with the trophy. They won't they don't expect. They won't. No, 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 no. You you remember? You know why you're wrong? Yeah. Over there. Tottenham wanted to be better than Arsenal. Arsenal were winning trophies. So where is the success? They wanted to be um, a better than the so team. So under won- Pochettino, they've been. They've, they, they, end, they end higher than Arsenal quite a bit. It's, uh, how did you close the pro, gap if you won three more so. trophies? Eh? How do you say you've progressed when we've increased our trophy gap? Because you used to finish top four. They used to finish down here. Re- remember this Pochettino himself. But, says, but got, and when they asked him, do, do, you, do you want trophies? He said, yes. I want trophies, but I want my team to focus on the right trophies. He didn't want to focus on the League Cup. He said, Get yourself in the in the go league. Ask, get yourself in go the ask league. a Tottenham fan. They won't tell you they want a top four. They want no, a no, no. I'll, they won't say they come. They happy that they. They don't. They no, don't. to tell you the Which truth. Tottenham fans do you even know when you tell no, you? No, no, no. The Tottenham fans are laughing. The Tottenham fans are laughing. I'll actually say this. I'll actually say this. <laughs> that there was a point where we were coming top four, and Tottenham kept saying top four is not a prize. Hmm. That's what they said. It was. It was actually quite a a, a statement made by by many uh, Premier League uh, sides. Yeah. Where they were saying that top four is not a prize. Yeah. So now it's a prize. Hey. Now all of a sudden it's a prize. Yes. It's oh, going oh, to. Okay. Okay. Then shit on Wenger, please. Yeah. Then shit on Wenger, please. If you're now going to tell me top four is not no. a prize. No. No. Wenger, no. Please. We no, no, shit no. on him. Hence why he <laughs> got not, he's not there. <laughs> that's why he's not there. And even even besides that's besides the point, man. We were saying when Wenger was saying it, everybody was saying it's not a prize. Yeah. Right, and he kept on telling people, "Yes, it because is some- he came from a basis of winning leagues. They come from a this basis is football. Of, remember, it was called Spurs Day Nights. Lucas, the the Europa League, which we just talked, it was called Spurs Day Nights. Lucas, but listen, then here. they got used to playing in the Champions Lucas, League. but this they is fo- this is football, though. Yeah. This is football. <laughs> Nobody wakes up in the morning. There's not even even the team that finishes twentieth. They don't wake up and say, "Nah, dog, we just want to make top." Twin, top 17 the rest of our lives. They want to progress. They have not progressed to the way they wanted to be. Tottenham were traditionally a top 16. They're still a top 16. So where did they progress? Under Potts, they were top 40. For two seasons. It's multi- I'm sure it's two. more than two. Two. Sure two. Potts was there for four. Mm, he was there for five. Yeah. Yeah, two years. Mm. Two years they finished above Arsenal to finish in the Champions League. Two. And that's progression. Harry Redknapp did that. Had one day right. Not not as consistent. But he did it. He did it. He did it. He 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 did it, yes, but there's like the consistency is also part of the argument. Right? Uh, Dog, he failed at his job. Pochettino. I wouldn't go as far as to say failed. I'll say 
let's use the right words and saying he progressed. He made Tottenham progress. Yeah. But to say that he succeeded is a is, is quite far fetched, in my opinion. It's quite far fetched. I I I think I think he succeeded. I think he succeeded. Listen, if if you if you are yeah, if you got beaten with an ugly stick and somehow you pull a ten three times in a row, you're succeeding. You're not succeeding. You just progressed. Are what, you Bill Gates? What now? backwards mentality is that, though? Are you Bill Gates? Are you now? trying to impress your niggas? Are you trying to impress Oaks in the streets? Are you trying to impress Oaks in the streets? That's a weird ass analogy, though. Yeah, no ways, dude. Just because you you did it like three times, now we must constantly remember this. No, now now you've changed. Now you've changed the level of your team. You've you've done well. Okay, fine. You you've done well. well. Then I can say Tottenham is the high school job that. For three years was the man, and now they're back to where they were. Mm-mm. But Tottenham also, would be that that fat kid who lost weight, became an athlete, and then maybe got fat again. What do you mean? Maybe did get fat again? It's not a maybe. So now we're looking back at that one at one year period or two year period. He's like, saying, yeah, I'm saying that I guy's personal big, trainer dog. that got him thin. He did well. <laughs> yes. Okay. But back to Mourinho. Yes, but I feel. <laughs> uh, going back to Mourinho, I feel as though uh, we might be a little bit harsh on Mourinho. No, we're not. No, 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 no. I'm saying because he's going into a cup final now. If he takes that, regardless of who his... Uh, Nine points off top four. Yes. Okay. So regardless of who his opponent is in the final, if he takes it, immediately he becomes more of a success than Pochettino. But he's one day Ramos to me. Hey, he's Ramos to me. One, 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 what, what, the Ramos, whatever. No, 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 no. One day, one day Ramos. But I'm just saying, if we look at it, if he wins that trophy, he's done more than Pochettino. Full stop. Okay, I'll give you out. that. It doesn't yeah. matter where he came. Full stop. That's the end of the conversation. So to me, Poch- yeah, Pochettino becomes saying. an afterthought. Uh, to me, you're right. To me, to me, football is yeah. about winning trophies. All right. You hmm? can't. It is about winning trophies. Football. You say all the time these trophies are not yours; they're the players. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you. But I'm talking about to the players. I'm not saying oh, to me. Football sure. is about to me. It's about being entertained. Yeah. Right. But to the players that are there, it's about winning trophies. Fair enough. Right. So whether it's the FA Cup, whether it's the League Cup, it doesn't matter where it, what it is, man. Wigan Athletic players can come and say, "Hey, I got an FA Cup. What do you have for playing for Tottenham in your 20 years? Nothing. Mm. I had a better career than you." You can almost make that argument. You can go backwards and say, I was the better player. What, 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 what? I hear you on that thing, man. But it's like, hey, Joe, we both play for clubs that traditionally didn't win trophies. I got one over you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So hence why for me, the answer to that question is not answered yet. Because if Mourinho takes the trophy, then conversation ended. But if he ends the season off badly... Then Potch can now have a little uh, a little chuckle and say, "Yeah." I don't think Chuck Potch will have that chuckle because I think he will take PSG down. Of course, he's already taken them down. I think this is the lowest uh, league position they've ever been in. Yeah. Ah, guys, he's been their coach for a month. They third. He's been their coach for a month. They third. So I'm gonna put their lowest league history put down to this guy. He took them from first to third. He took them from first to third. 
Okay. Right about there, there is no, but in a month. Yeah, yeah but in a month. I'm not going to call them. Call them no, but he took yeah. them in a month from first to third. But in the Farmers League. Yeah, yeah. In the so called Farmers with League. With Neymar, yeah, yeah. Mbappe. Okay, so, so you don't rate Pochettino? I, I don't, I don't um, rate him. You don't rate Pochettino? I'm actually quite. I'm, I'm 50 50 on I him mean, right he's now. A top coach. No, I think you know he, he is. You I think he, is. I think he is. He has a, a knack of transfer, transforming teams and making an average team good. Yeah, but I think he's uh, not a top manager tier. Like if you put him in this situation of uh, PSG, I think this is quite a test for him because I, he's never had this, yeah. uh, you know, this scenario yeah. of making sure a great team stays great. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's my. You know, you know, you know who's purchasing? Who's the Leeds manager again? Uh, what's his name? Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. Bendy guy. He's the same guy. How so? They're not going to win trophies. Okay. I put my name on the line. Poch won't win a trophy. At all? He won't. He already won one with PSG now. What trophy? I mean, the first game or two. The, the French version of the League Cup. No. Are you sure? You sure? Yeah. They haven't won a trophy. Yeah. yeah. It was one of his first games. Yeah. No. You're telling me they won a trophy in Jan. It's not over yet. Yeah. He took it them to the final. Their version of the of the, of the French League Cup, yeah. Even the League Cup, normally that final is in February. They've just pushed it out because it's okay. Maybe fine. He won't win another trophy. Mm-hmm. He'll end up with one. Yeah, look, look. I, to 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 me, and I know we're digressing because we started this conversation about Mourinho. Now he had Poch, but this is a guy Espanol. That's his first coaching job. Espanol is effectively. Spain's Burnley or something, you know, mid-table team. Then Southampton, then Spurs. Who he's he's taken a team where he's found them. He's progressed them. But are you seeing you seeing my he point? He hasn't though? gone them. He hasn't. Yeah, yeah. I agree with your point. He hasn't taken them all the way. But that's why I won't write him off and say he'll never do anything. Mm. I haven't written then, him off. I just still need to see more yeah. from him. Spurs and, guys, he's fifty something. Hey, he's fifty something. No man. Sure. When's he's the last a, time you saw Spurs manager get 40, five years? Though. He's a late forty. He's fifty something. When's the last time you saw Spurs manager get five years? I don't know, but he's fifty something. He's fifty something. His time is getting up. Mm. He's got about ten years left in management before the, the new batch come in and they say you're done for. I'm not seeing him winning a trophy in ten years. Like even when you, you make that example, do you see Mourinho winning another one? It depends where he goes. To be honest with Mourinho, but you said he's finished. So how will he go in, in England? He's finished. Yeah, I should have clarified. Yeah, in I England, think, he's finished. Yeah, he's I'm not going to get another top job anymore. Fair, I I agree with you. Unless he turns Spurs around. Yes, yeah. if he, no, if he does something good at Spurs, then yeah. Because mm. if he goes to Italy, he'll win a trophy in Italy. I believe that. Why? His, his most his tactics works. Okay. In Italy, in England, okay. I don't think they work. Mm. Right. Uh, Spain, debatable, depending what time he goes to right now. But yeah, Italy, yes. Portugal, yes, because it's a small league. Uh, but yeah. So basically, just not, just not in England. Just not in England. I think okay. he's done for. I think taking the Tottenham job sealed his fate. Okay. If he doesn't win anything. Okay. Because who can he go to? Man City will never go to Mourinho. Doesn't play exciting football. Mm. I don't think Arsenal will go for him, Mourinho, after he went to Spurs and did that. Mm. Uh, Man United won't take him back. I think it was a wrong decision to fire him because they didn't support him the way he wanted to be supported, but they won't take him back. Chelsea. He can't go back there for a third time. I don't think even he wants to go back there for a third time after yeah. the way he was treated the second time. Yeah. So which club is there? Unless there's a new up-and-coming club uh, that needs him, 
I don't understand. What I will say is that Mourinho did stop the rot at Spurs because Pochettino needed to go. I don't think he would have turned that club around. Yeah, the, the the team needed to be changed because it was sort of the same team across his five years. Yeah, I, I don't think he could have turned that around. But but do you think Mourinho can do something at Spurs? Let let, let, let me put it to you this way. Let's say let's say Spurs finish out of outside of the top four and they take the league cup. Next season, do you have hope, or do you do you think they they improve? Yes, I I think they improve after winning a trophy. I think. The only way, the only way for Spurs to go is up, because this is a, this is a monkey on their shoulder that they've been trying mm. to get rid of for a while. Mm. So if they win the trophy, that shuts down conversations because now they can finally say, "Hey, we've got something in the back. Mm. We we we're serious about uh, being part of the top four sides." Yeah, I don't right think now so. that's why no one takes the top four conversation seriously yeah. because of the 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 the, the history of trophies. Yeah. Or lack lack thereof of trophies. Okay, I don't think that happens. Hmm? I don't think that happens. What? One day Ramos didn't change that. They won a trophy and then nothing yeah. happened afterwards. But who cares about League One? <laughs> no, but it was the League Cup. No, who cares about that cup? Yeah, but again, he's he's going to win the same cup that you're talking about. Okay, fine. Hmm. I understand what you're saying, but with. Like I'm saying it with Tottenham back then. Okay, Tottenham fine. back then was a different story. Hey, hey, yes. Yeah, and that, but to but me, now, they would now, have to get new players. If yes. they go on with the same batch of players, and I don't think he will get a bunch of new players because I don't think mm. they have the money. I don't think they need many. They, they need another striker. Two sit bench, which they both colors with Yes, They I need more creative players. Maybe a right winger, but Ndombele and, and Son... They don't need to change. There's an also behind them. Do you, so you, you're saying that if these bunch of players win a trophy, they'll play better next season? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying I still think Mourinho's a quality manager. Mm. I, I, I still think he's a top quality coach. Poetic justice to me. He's getting what he deserves. <laughs> but yeah, I think we've spoken enough about Tottenham more than we should. <laughs> so I think we can just wrap it up there. Uh, but anyways, guys, I think we're done for the week. Oh, yeah. uh, it's been an interesting topic. Thank you for for watching the show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. And uh, from us, I'd like to thank you for watching. Uh, got Uncle Curtis there over there at the end. Uh, Can you say your final goodbyes? For more beauty tips, more beauty tips, tips. Yeah. Uh, when you want to look sexy, uh, just hit, hit us up on the socials. I'll give you guys some tip. Whether it's theme, whether it's some foundation to look sexy for the camera, or some mascara to fill up your beard so you can look like a me. <laughs> yes. Uh, then we've got my boy here, uh, Logosa. I've got a nickname that I actually came up with, but I'm not going to use it because it's culturally inappropriate. Oh, no. But I guess we are black. So that his new nickname is Klu Klux. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Dude? No. <laughs> but that's a good nickname. I've been, I don't think you've noticed. I've been pushing it for, for a bit now. I've, 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 I've heard you mention that one, yes. but I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, like Lou, Klu, Klu Klux. Yeah. I think that's a, yo, that's a badass name, bro. Own it, Doc. You gotta own it. Let's try again next week. (laughs) I guess we'll try again next week. But yeah, guys, uh, from us, from the Nothing But Football team, thank you very much for watching. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.